Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the What's Next podcast with David Ballou. Remote. So happy, to, so happy to be with you, sir. Oh, man. Well, it's good to have such an esteemed guest on an ice day. So icy. So, so icy. I'm having to drink these beers in the uh, What's Next podcast studios all by myself. <laughs> So you got out today, huh? Yeah, I ran over and got my prescription. That's it. What uh, was it? What are those roads like? Oh, they're bad. <laughs> you got any claims yet? <clears throat> no. Luckily, everybody went home and stayed home so far. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't left. I saw my neighbors went out for a walk today. They were sliding all over the place. I was like, y'all get sprained an ankle or something? Yeah. No, I mean we. We've walked the dogs, and it was crazy. This morning, it was a lot more ice. Yesterday was more sleet, and all that sleet kind of merged together. Yeah, it. So I saw the dogs. We were sliding around. I saw running water out front of my house. I was like, "What the hell is that?" I was yeah. surprised. I was. I guess it must be barely freezing. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just below freezing, and. You know, we walked down and drank some beer with the neighbors yesterday and messed around a little bit. I cooked a pork butt on the big green egg, and then I got a pot of Shatterbox chili going right now. Nice. So, we were, um, I cooked, I think I told you I cooked some uh, beef ribs, and I still have not properly executed those. They were tender, and they were good, but you, you had to nibble them off the bone you know what i mean and needed a few more minutes they did so um i threw though i don said what are you going to do with the leftovers i said i'm going to cook a pot of beans it's going to be an ice storm and we only had red beans and so she elbowed me out of the kitchen she's like nope you do pinto and black eyed peas and all the others red beans that's cajun that's my territory so we threw those ribs in there with some garlic sausage, and boy, she made up a nice little uh, pot of uh, red beans, and so we've been doing red beans and rice. Nice. Yeah, that girl knows her way around some red beans. Yeah. Well, we, uh, I mean, we've just been messing around. Luckily, you know, you can work from the house, but take care of some stuff and actually hit that old peloton three days in a row (laughs) but i'm not very good at sitting around no that's not dave's forte uh the covid the covid was tough for a young david blue so i was cracking up thinking about the our last episode about snowmageddon (laughs) this is this is ice age (laughs) three years in a row man three years in a row we've been locked inside of our homes for winter outages. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So the boys down in Rockdale have got no electricity? Nope. That's, I haven't gotten an update. I assume they got it cut back on. Yeah. They had just a line down. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I heard ERCOT said hey, we're fine for this winter storm. <laughs> All our ills are behind us. Well, they they don't control the line actually snapping. <laughs> no, probably don't. Need to get more people out there trimming the trees off of those lines. No 
That's right. But luckily, I live in a neighborhood where all the lines were buried years ago. Yeah, we're the same. We don't have that worry, but we, I mean, it's not nearly as cold as it was, but it's just cold enough to keep us in the house. Yeah. Because the roads, I mean, there's a solid layer of ice on the streets now. So I'm doing a search for a Minneapolis-based company, and uh, their head of distribution lives in Boston, and she was in Minneapolis this week, and I was talking to her, and uh, she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking at ice forming on my window. She goes, I don't want to hear it. It's negative 19 degrees here. Blair, did you hear me? Oh. Negative 19. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She said, by the time I leave, they say it's going to warm up to positive 19. <laughs> She goes, I'm from Boston. I'm used to cold, but I ain't used to this. We don't go, we don't go negative 19. And I said, oh, you're in Minneapolis, though. You got tunnels and you got, um, you know, the little hamster cages, you know, stuff like that that attaches buildings. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I'm out in the suburbs. We don't have any of that. I, I got to walk to my car. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, misery. Well, it wasn't negative 19, but on the final day of duck season, that we had to take two loads. We had to get to this blind by boat. Oh. So we had to take two loads of people because it was a small boat. So while the set, while the first boat was taking people back, me and a couple buddies were picking up decoys. And uh, I just had deets out there swimming because the water was, I don't know, about waist deep, a little more. Okay. Maybe just over, just over my belly button. So, you know, I'm walking around and I'm picking up decoys and hooking them to the carabiner and needs to swim it around. Well, he got kind of tangled up in some of the decoys. The decoy has a long piece of wire or line on it with a weight, has a weight on one end. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had got kind of twisted up. So I was getting him untwisted and he kind of panicked Uh oh. And, and he leapt up out of the water and landed on my chest. And I was doing the, uh, I was doing, doing the, the Wim Hof Matrix. breathing at that point. <laughs> I was doing the Matrix and the Don Quixote windmill spin of my arms to try like hell not to get. You're fine as long as the demarcation line of your waiters does not go below said water level. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, and I, so you're not in a boat anymore. You're walking at this point. Yeah. Okay. And I spun my arms like a cartoon character <laughs> for what felt like six minutes, right. but it was about 30 seconds. And I finally just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. So I had to, because I was leaning back and he was on top of me, I had to just turn to my right and let my right side go under. Oh, so I no. stand all the way up. Oh, no. So, so, it is shocking how fast water goes from your un, your armpit right. to you, the heel of your boot. I mean, it is instant. How much got in? Like a gallon or more? Like were you oh, filled up to your knees or anything? Oh no, I got because you know they fit pretty snug, and so I bet probably oh I don't know two quarts. Okay, half a gallon, but. But the the swinging motion, you know, that was hitting the water. So my sleeves got wet. Uh-huh. But 
luckily it wasn't that cold that morning but that's so that's my second time to go under the first time it was way worse i mean i was completely submerged and they filled up with gallons of water this one was more of a minor inconvenience so what's the move do you have to go over onto land and then get into a handstand and let everything drain out no you just let it stay in there until you get until you get where you're going well i we were on our way out so oh, okay. i didn't do anything until i got back to the truck but it is very humorous and cartoonish when you take your waders off turn them upside down and the water pours out now for all 60 of our fans did someone catch this on video? Oh, I wish they would have. <laughs> it would a lot better story. We're missing the 60-pound goose, you know, smoking a cigarette while you're holding it and it's, it's standing up. We're missing this. So great. <laughs> I need to have five terabytes worth of film and, and audio on you at all times when you go out hunting. We had, a, we had a couple of neat experiences that we had not done before. We... Like I said, we hunted off of a boat on a floating blind, and then uh, we hunted in some pretty good timber, some deep timber, deep water timber. And Deets was swimming and propelled over these gigantic down trees. It was just awesome to watch them. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I was like, I told my buddy Paul, I said, hey, Paul, I didn't teach him that. He just started cracking up laughing. He was like, yeah, how do you train for that? Okay, you're going to swim, and then you're going to jump this gigantic log, and then you're going to swim some more, and then jump another gigantic log, and then get the duck. Every once in a while, a dog just does something you don't even know is in their athletic ability. Like, no. to to your buddy's point, they're not training it. Like, um, most recently, you know, we got Foxy. She's 10 years old, you know, something like that. And uh, she's little. She doesn't do shit. You know, she ain't athletic. Well, hell, I, we were we were at a hotel that had two beds, and they were good four or five feet apart. And with right. no, with nothing, she just jumped from one to the other. And I was like, holy shit! I didn't know that that dog could do that. That's crazy. That's funny. Yeah, no, I mean, Deets off the ground can jump really high and really far, and he jumps creeks and stuff, but. From the swimming position, I had no idea he was going to be able to do that. It was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so how many ducks did you get? Um, well, you said Dietz retrieved total, 98? 98 for the year. And then I added up our mileage, and we were at 4,468 miles of driving to go chase ducks. Where does that stack up? for rookie seasons is that you know is that like in the mahomes territory like is is deets among the very best just right out the gate oh he'd be all sec for sure <laughs> yeah. uh, he's not winning the heisman if if we would have stayed two more days they really knocked it out of the park the next two days oh yeah he would have he would have been in the 140s oh gosh yeah, they did but, knock it out. You know, a hundred, almost a hundred ducks in three different states. That's pretty solid for your first season. Yeah, I, I've got no way to judge it. No, I, I don't know what's. I mean, it sounds like a lot compared to the dog that ran out and licked the decoy as it was spinning. Yeah. And then it yeah, also no, sounds like <laughs> it also sounds like a lot compared to the dog who uh did the uh let me show you how to how, how to do this or whatever the uh 
the phrase was that you used for a bad dog? Yes. You had to walk walk, out there and go get him? A walk walk me out dog. (laughs) Walk me out dog. There you go. So, yeah. He walks out there with you while you pick it up. (laughs) That sounds like me. (laughs) That's the Blair Lewis edition. Our goal for next year is half as many miles and 150 ducks. So you're not going to go up to North Dakota this time? If I do, it'll be on an aerial plane. Well, how, how does Dietz get involved in that? Uh, that's what we're still working around some parameters. I've only flown with the dog once, and, of course, he was the biggest asshole of a dog ever. Ferris, do you remember him? Uh, <clears throat> you could hear him howling underneath the plane. Oh, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I just felt terrible for him. Yeah. Dietz is actually a good boy, so he, he might handle yeah, it better. He would just sit there and sleep the whole way. And it's short flight. We'll see what happens. The problem is, it's just all the crap you got to have. But I got one buddy that may drive. If he drives, I'll put all the stuff in his truck and then I'll, I'll fly. But who knows? We'll see what happens. We got a long way to go before then. So the topic I wanted to get into is now you've got me looking at rucking videos yeah and that's what ice will do to you yeah <laughs> so how did you come across rucking and why are we into it and shall we you know the first thing don said was well do y'all want to get a big group of people who do this and make it a social thing uh so i didn't know what your your thoughts were so i was going through youtube and a video just popped up one of my options and i'd already watched all i'd already gone all the way through every duck video on youtube <laughs> all the ducks video and i finished them all they all had the solid red line underneath them so i figured <laughs> no so that video popped up and i was like what's this all about so i started watching and i was like oh that's pretty cool and i had seen that mountain tough um they do it's a it's a company based out of Bozeman, Montana, and it's kind of like a simplistic CrossFit. It's CrossFit without – it's not even really CrossFit, but it's a workout that you use very simple rudimentary things. Like for your step, you use a cooler. For, you know, for – you do get some dumbbells and stuff like that, but it's training for um, hunting in the mountains. Okay. So chasing – goats or chasing antelope or chasing elk that's what it first was the rate you know that's how it was first come about well i'm going to be doing some hiking again this summer in montana and i was like so i looked into that and uh, they had a special on good friday so i bought the deal and said okay in february i'm gonna start that well through that i guess that I mean, having that, that pulled it up on my YouTube. They were like, we got a live one. We got a live one. Send him more videos. uh Uh-huh. So it's all it is is a backpack that the special forces use to train with. And, of course, they carry all their crap in it, but you can put a weight in it, and it has a specific pocket that holds that weight so it doesn't jostle. So you can hike with weight. Well, hell, I walk the dogs anywhere from two to four miles every day i was like i might as well be getting some credit for it you know so having that rucksack or that backpack gives you extra workout 
for that particular movement. Well, then if you dig a little deeper, they have some of those different events where you go and it's kind of like a scavenger hunt in a city and you have to navigate the city with that uh, pack backpack on and you take pictures of the landmarks and send them in to the guy that's running the event. It just looks like a lot of fun. Now, some of them looked absolutely miserable, and I'm going to watch a movie tonight about that. Because you know <laughs> I've always been infatuated with the Eco Challenge. Yeah. And I've done, you know, three or four of those adventure races where you do mountain bike and kayak and uh, trail running. Oh. But I'm way too old to do that crap. So they have the, they have one of these, these ruck races that's like that, where it's you sit arm to arm with 10 other people and let the waves splash on you and it's freezing cold. I'm like, not zero interest in that. <laughs> well, so, the first thing I did when you sent me that before mentioning it to Don is I Googled, what are the benefits of rucking? Okay. And because the first thought I had in my head was, Oh my God, the lower back fucking pr- pain i'm gonna have yes. <laughs> carrying around 40 pounds or whatever the fuck you know, you know the, like they're talking about 40 percent of your body weight putting in that backpack yeah uh, dude that's a lot of fucking weight i don't know if you 40 percent of your body weight yeah wow. he was like oh pounds. he was like well yeah, well, well, the the video I saw, he's like, start easy, start with something like ten percent of your body weight, and I was like, are you insane? That's, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. That's the easy thing is carrying around twenty pounds. Like, what's what? Yeah. So he he carries twenty five percent of his body weight around. Yeah, and so supposedly the benefits are, I mean, there's some obvious ones: leg muscle, yeah. getting in shape. But the things I didn't think about was I was worried about the lower back. Apparently, your core is engaged the whole time, and it actually helps strengthen and, and, and help your, your posture. Um, right. The other thing was apparently it builds your traps like a bitch holding that, holding that backpack. Yeah, and what I, what I noticed is the one that, that I sent you, you don't use the hip belt, and that weight sits up really high on your back. So it builds your core, and that weight doesn't sit on your hips, which makes your back hurt. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is something that you don't want to get the Jan Sport and throw a dumbbell in it. You know, I, no, I think you yeah. probably need something that is designed with your body in mind. Yes, and that's why I sent you know that's why I sent you that video of the the actual one that was designed for that. I mean, it's got handles on all four sides. So they actually have exercises where you can do body squats and, you know, shoulder presses and stuff like that with that weight in the bag. Yeah. And they have different weights. You can do no weight. You can do 10 pounds. You can do 20. You can do, I think you can put up to a hundred and something pounds in there, which, why would you do that? But, so, but my first, my first thought was if I'm walking the dogs anyway, I might as well be getting a workout in. Yeah. No. In fact, that was, that was my- it was really funny. He was like, yeah, it's real tough. You put the backpack on and you go walking. Yeah. Well, and that- you walk faster. Yeah, that was my first thought was this is easy to train for, at least on the small on the small things. Because, um, you know, we yeah. I mean, when it's not icy, you know, Fo- Foxy goes anywhere from one one at the very least. But mostly 
one and a half to three miles a day, uh, yeah. depending on if she gets one walk or two. And then, yeah, so if you just have that rucksack all weighted up by the front door, she gets the leash, I get the backpack, and, and you're kind of off and, rate, or off and running. Yep. So I yeah, like the I, idea. I thought it was neat. I thought that I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought there might be more to it than them just recognizing in the algorithm that uh, Dave's been drinking some Miller Light and he's he's looking at adventure shit. Throw throw something well, at him. Well, you know that's how it works. Yeah, I'm aware. I, I think my iPad can sense Miller Light in the in the vicinity. <laughs> it's got like a radar and it starts sending me overpriced hobby shit. <laughs> <laughs> That that, oh. that that was one thing I thought. Well, I bet the price tag on this hobby is way lower than a lot of the other hobbies Dave's picked up over time. That's right. That's exactly right. And I noticed that on the VRBO, it never shows me the $88 a night places to stay. <laughs> no, we got the VRBO coming up uh, in, uh, in New Orleans. We're going for... Um, for Mardi Gras and yeah. got a little place. It's not in the quarter, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the French quarter adjacent, you know, and uh, the guest room has two twin beds, but they are stacked on top of each other, little bunk beds. And so okay. if, um, if Lauren gets lucky and pulls anything, you know, she's going to have a, a trickery dickery dock situation with that bunk bed. So that, uh. that, that keeps the noise down in the guest room. Well, I got one last story from the from the duck hunt. We, uh, I don't know if you saw on the news, but the uh, they released a video of some cops that beat a beat a guy that was running from them, and there, it was a five on one, five cops versus one guy, and he fell and hit his head, and he actually died. Well, I mean that was several months ago, but they released the video on Friday night, last Friday night. So the lodge we stay at is about 30 minutes from Memphis. Is this the, fact, the the five black cops that killed a black person? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So long story, but Kyle had to not, not ride with me on Thursday because he had ended up having to work thursday and friday so he caught a flight which luckily it's a short flight but he was coming in at 8 15 on friday night i was like no big deal i said we usually eat dinner there about seven i said i'll just jump in the truck and run over and get you because it's about 25 miles to the airport from the lodge so i go in there to get another beer after dinner and the owner of the lodge is watching tv we're watching the tv and he has the the bridge between Arkansas and Tennessee was uh, blocked by protesters. Oh, right by the Ducks Unlimited place. Yes. Yeah. And so, and so he was going, man, I don't know what he goes. This is not good. <laughs> and I go, what do you mean? He goes, we got to go get Kyle. I was like, yeah. He goes, that's the bridge we need to go across. <laughs> and to get around it is a chore. I was like, Ugh. well, then he started researching it a little more. And he goes, well, that's actually, there's actually two bridges. 
and they picked the one that they're doing construction on because there was only one lane getting through on that side. So they picked the so they have another bridge that was open. It's just we don't usually go that way. So he goes, but I'm not letting you go there by yourself. I said, okay. And so he goes, if they do block the other one, I know how to get us home or, you know, if they start burning the city down, I know how to get us out of there. I said, okay. So he jumps in the truck and he has three pistols and four boxes of ammo. And we take off. And he, he starts going through and he goes, hey, does anybody have a forty caliber pistol in the truck? I'm like, no. He goes, well, we got plenty of ammo if we find one. <laughs> so he brought the wrong laughing. ammo for the wrong weapon. Yeah, you know, he was just he was just trying to hurry. And so we go and we pick up cotton. We had no problems. We didn't have to shoot our way in or out. <laughs> but Kyle jumps in the truck and he hits Kyle a beer and a pistol. And he's like, we're going to make the run back, Kyle. Kyle just started cracking up. <laughs> and he had... He had, when he hit the ground, he had gotten, you know, a Twitter alert that, you know, to be careful. But it was it was kind of sketchy around the downtown area. But I think they actually planned that where they left the main bridge open and they could protest on the one they were working on that not as many people take. But it, it made for an interesting an interesting trip to and from. It's a hell of a lot easier to shut down a bridge if it's got one lane. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but not as many and yeah. it doesn't affect traffic nearly as much so the city goes eh, we're really not even going to get, get yeah. you in trouble let, let them have their freedom of speech yeah no have, have your little protest and then see you later yeah I mean, and that's the ultimate though like yeah it it's like holy shit this is just cops like <laughs> <laughs> like it's not necessarily racism. It's just like you know, cops will fucking kill you. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm, I'm sure that was that was a tough pill to swallow. It's probably easier to point at the white guy and go, "Hey, this is racism." And just like all of a sudden, it's like, "Damn, that's five to one." The guy's running away. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You got to do. Yeah. Well, you know, they had they had stopped him one other time. That was the second time that night they had caught him. It's like, well, don't run from the cops, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps you wouldn't be beaten to death if you wouldn't take off running. No, I know. It's that cortisol, Dave. It spikes. It ah, makes me fight or flight. I forgot. Yeah. Victim I of my forgot. cortisol. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, we'll do it live next week. <laughs> Sounds good, Dave. Later. Enjoy it. <laughs>